Welcome to the Kumbaya Podcast, the whole woman's resource, where we uncover the amazing resources available to help you on your holistic health journey and hopefully help you prevent issues before they arise. Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Kumbaya Podcast. I am so excited to have you here with me today. I would like to talk about postpartum healing. Now, coming from a physical therapist, you may expect to hear me talk about strengthening and stretching and exercises. And I want you to know that we're going to take, this is actually, I'm going to break it down into like a two-part series or a two-part episode, if you will. And this first part, I want to talk about kind of big picture thinking. And the next episode, we're going to get into the nitty gritty of what I really recommend Now, I know when I was pregnant for the first time, I had this um, mental shift, right? I had already learned about nutrition and really started viewing food as medicine through Juice Plus, but it really was when I got pregnant and started realizing that like everything you put on your body and what you eat is going directly to the baby. And that was a really transformative time for me to really see that, wow, I I just really had this shift and I wanted to make sure everything was non-toxic or as least toxic as possible. So if you're on that journey right now and you're looking for some holistic postpartum healing tips, um, stay tuned. Today, that will be in the next episode. Today, I just want to start that conversation because I really feel like we have... We have this um, drive in our society to go, go, go. And we have what I call the bounce back culture. And it's this desire to get back in our pre-pregnancy genes as quickly as possible and really get the baby just kind of on board and molded and meshed into our life as quickly as possible. And so I want to challenge those um, that way of thinking. I really believe that when we focus on that bounce back culture and, you know, getting back to life as we know it and just, you know, getting our tummy flat and just looking the same and towing that baby around with us uh, wherever we normally would have gone to before, that is so damaging, right? We have such a shame and taboo around the pelvic region in general in our society. And I really think that that bounce back culture feeds into that and maybe feeds from it as well too. We just don't pay attention to our pelvic region and it keeps us misinformed or unable to get the help and care we need. So I wanted to start with this episode and really kind of get our mind around what I believe we should be focusing on when we're healing after childbirth and um, and not just the physical, right? So that, let's back up. So what we're talking about really is a lot of times people, there's a lot of emphasis on those first six weeks postpartum because we have that check at the doctor's office to go and say, oh, you're cleared. It's six weeks postpartum. You're good to go for whatever, well, we know more about anatomy now. We know more about physiology and our reproductive organs and our our body, our lower half of our body. And we know that certain structures around the uterus take like four to six weeks to begin healing after having a baby. 
And it really doesn't finish healing until about one year postpartum. So when we go to the doctor at that six week checkup, that's really to say you're healing okay for six weeks. Your stitches may be healed and all the immediate acute, really big things right after the childbirth um, with your perineum and stuff like that's, that's okay. But there is so much more healing that has to happen. I wanted to spread that, that word and, and let you know that that's the way things are. And Really, so we talk about the fourth trimester, right? So the fourth trimester is the first three months postpartum. And with physical therapy, especially pelvic physical therapy, we tend to say once postpartum, always postpartum. That does not mean that you're not gonna get back to what you wanna do, that you're not gonna get back to your body, but it really just opens up the conversation to allow you to honor that you have brought life into this world, your body, is not going to be the same as it was before you had a baby because you just had a baby. It is forever changed. So honoring that, not fear, being fearful of it, but honoring that there is a major shift. There is a major um, change that took place within your physiology. And we say, okay, so it took about 10 months for that baby to um, typically to reach the world and, and to be birthed. And so we want to at least give ourselves 10 months. We always say a year postpartum to think about your healing and to focus and prioritize on that. So I'm here to banish this bounce back culture and, you know, try to shift our thinking away from as soon as that baby comes out, the goal is start junior kegels, get your belly flat, um, you know, dress the baby up as cute as possible and get them back out to the cafe and meet with your girlfriends and show the baby around. And Hopefully by the end of this episode, you'll see why that can be so damaging, right? Okay, so there are really three things, three areas that I feel are so important to be focusing on in your postpartum healing. So especially in that fourth trimester, that first three months, um, but even afterward, right? But especially those first three months is what we're talking about now is that fourth trimester. So another thing I do wanna say that our society really downplays is how transformative of a time this is in general for the birthing person, um, mentally, emotionally, physically, for the family as a whole, for society, really. You have a, another member of society here. So um, when we focus on getting our body back, it, that really downplays all these other um, transformational things that are happening in our lives that would really, you know, deserve our focus, I would say. So the three things we wanna talk about today is recovering from childbirth, establishing breastfeeding, and bonding with your baby. Those are the things that I would highly recommend we focus on in that fourth trimester, the first three months postpartum. So if we're thinking about the recovering from childbirth, really recovery takes nutritional, like an adequate nutritional intake and um, hydration. So we've gotta be drinking enough water and we've gotta be eating really good food. So I say the colors of the rainbow by way of fruits and vegetables and as many like whole foods, whole grains, um, healthy fats, like, um, well, I'll go into what, what, what I would recommend in the second part, but um, just thinking of that, you wanna get the colors of the rainbow, you wanna get, all the calories that you need. So if you're focusing on getting your body back, and I've heard this time and time again, that 
people may be worried about eating in the night and they may be worried about how many calories they're taking in. In this early postpartum period, guys, we really need to be focusing on just eating as much healthy food as possible. If you're up all night pumping or nursing or breastfeeding, you really need to just keep taking the, the calories in. Do not deprive yourself thinking that it's gonna help you in the long run or, or even the short run. It really, really will not. Now, recovery also needs sleep. So if you're focused on going to the gym or exercising when your baby sleeps, you may be missing the opportunity to give your body what it needs. And that is really the time to rejuvenate and repair on a cellular level. You wanna to listen to your body, right? And if you feel tired or fatigued, I really ask you to honor that over cleaning or cooking or exercising. And we also have to remember that if you birth vaginally or via C-section, um, pregnancy and childbirth takes a big toll on your body, on your abdominals and on your pelvic floor. So society has us, you know, really ignoring or minimizing our pelvic region in general, right? Because we have this collective like shame and taboo in talking about it. But I'm here to say it's, you know, it, it is a thing and it, the pregnancy itself takes a toll on your body. It doesn't matter how you deliver. Now, number two, in this fourth trimester, you really want to work on establishing your milk supply. This is another thing that I see so much misinformation out on the interwebs is that, um, you know, it takes effort. We are not just sitting around waiting for our milk to come in. And, you know, it, it really takes a lot of time in order to get your milk supply in. You need to be spending skin to skin, your baby's naked on your chest and you don't have a shirt on or your partner's chest. But it needs to be skin to skin, especially with the birthing person, whoever's going to be breastfeeding. Um, and then the time spent nursing and pumping, that takes a lot of time. It is so time, time consuming. You also need to manage your stress in order for your physiology to work like it wants to. I totally saw this in my second pregnancy. So my first pregnancy, my labor and uh, childbirth was like, it took forever. <laughs> it was like 30 hours long. And then the second one, second labor went so much faster, but we were in a pandemic and I had my own practice and I had a, a lot on my mind of, you know, and, and then you just have an older child and my older child wanted my attention and then the baby needed my attention. And there were so many more things to, to balance and juggle. I didn't even foresee that. And I had trouble getting my milk supply in with my second baby, even though I'm doing all the things that I'm telling you to do in this episode and the next. So just be, and I already had one situation, one whole pregnancy and, and postpartum uh, nursing you know, experience that was like super easy, super great, literally no problems. And then second baby came along and my milk took forever to come in. And we finally discovered with the help of my lactation consultant that the baby was not getting enough milk. So I had to supplement for about, you know, four or five days to, and then really just focus on nothing, just like minimizing my stress. That was where it was really hitting my body's physiology the second time around. So I, you know, I feel this near and dear to my heart because it's what I experienced. Um, but also, you know, in this case, exercising before your body's ready for it is like a type of stress on your system. So you can think of it as overtraining, right? Not only will it become productive for your physical healing, but it also can negatively impact your milk supply. 
And then the last thing that I really encourage you to focus on in this fourth trimester is bonding with your baby. That is really another key goal in this early postpartum period. They are getting used to life outside the womb and they need our help doing everything, obviously, but little things you don't even think of like regulating their body temperature and their um, breathing and their skin, their blood sugar. I mean, um, so you get all this with skin to skin contact. So you or your partner just having that baby, cuddling the baby as much as possible is really, really good for these first, you know, three months. I think cuddling your baby is good forever, but <laughs> um, right. And again, so thinking back to that bounce back culture, it's like, get that baby in a cute outfit, get them out to the, the coffee shop and ooh, let's take some pictures for social media. And, um, you know, you're physically not focusing on what your body's telling you. If you're focusing, you're in your head and you're focusing on the outfit and the pictures and the posting and the, the everything else, right? So I just want to say, if you are doing these things, you're getting out of the house, but you are listening to your body, you know, say you've been really, you've been home and you're focusing on baby and you're rocking it. You're feeling great in your body, mentally and emotionally, your baby's doing well and you're in the third month. And you're like, I really want to have friends over, you know, just to, to meet him or her. And, you know, that's fine because that's, that's listening to your body and coming from a place of empowerment, that it's what you want to be doing and you're balanced and everyone's healthy and good versus feeling obligated to have people over when your baby's only two weeks old. And that could be family too. I mean, really, it could be anyone coming over that isn't going to just help and do the laundry and help you while you take care of the baby and you take care of yourself. So especially if this is your first baby, these early postpartum months are a very transformative time. But honestly, even if it's your fifth baby, you know, this is still a transformative time. You're growing your family and stepping into new territory with your closest loved ones. Whether it's finding your voice and identity as a new parent, or navigating these changes in family dynamic with your older children or your partner, there are a lot of changes happening during this time. When we focus on bouncing back, it's prioritizing the physical over the mental and emotional. And I believe we really need to consider all three aspects of our wellness. Besides, if you push too much too soon, you can set yourself up for pelvic floor dysfunction down the road. So I really tell my patients slower, is, is better, you know, sometimes you can go farther faster if you just slow down, especially in the beginning, listen to your body and honor what it needs um, and honor that this is such a transformative time. So in recap, we're talking about uh, um, recovering after childbirth in these early few months postpartum, establishing your breastfeeding and bonding with your baby is where I hope that we can all begin our postpartum healing journey I will see you in the next episode to talk about even more details and I'll see you then. Thanks. Take care. Do you ever wish that you could learn the essentials of pelvic health from an experienced pelvic floor physical therapist at a fraction of the cost and from the comfort of your own home? This episode is sponsored by Progressive Pelvic Education, your source for online courses to expand your pelvic health knowledge and promote optimal wellness. Pelvic health is wealth. 
and there is a lot of essential information about our pelvic floor that isn't taught in school. Learn what to do and not to do to avoid the inconvenience and pain of pelvic floor issues in a self-paced course you can take anywhere. Visit courses.progressivepelviceducation.com to get access today. This content is for educational purposes only and is not intended to be medical advice. Please discuss any questions you may have regarding your health or medical condition with your physician or a qualified healthcare professional. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests.